Hey there, uh, Ronan here again. As ever, introducing myself, despite the fact that you've already pressed play, this is Ronan from This Is Cork. Um, it's been nearly a fortnight since the last podcast, and along come two on the same day. How about that? It's like buses. Um, last one was about the quarter block party, and there's a great link from that because Keelan, who we inter- interviewed in the last podcast, is on the bill of the weekend coming at the Right Here Right Now Festival and both podcasts today are about that so the one I'm just about to upload is an interview I did yesterday evening with Pat Carey from the Opera House and Brian Hassett from Collins Life we introduce them in the podcast itself um, and go over basically what I would normally say in the intro so I won't stay much longer but I will say one thing We, we started recording this early in the evening and I forgot that Man United Chelsea was going to be on so as the as the interview went on the background noise increased but I, I not so much as to um, ruin your listening experience here but you will notice a bit of it but look hey that's life um, and I got somebody's name wrong uh, so watch out for that but we do fix it halfway through the interview and when I say we fix it they corrected me live on air or live on record but anyway look it's the right here right now festival check it out really great lineup and the other podcast I'm going to upload just afterwards is a interview with Cormac McCarthy who is um, curating and arranging the Sunday evening gig in the opera house so that'll be a very specific interview as ever uh, thank you to Atmac on Penrose Wharf and um, Badger and Dodo Coffee for their uh, support and help. And uh, please like and subscribe and share the podcast. As I always say, um, the things that the successful podcasts do, um, please do that. Uh, reviews. I actually haven't even reviewed this myself. I really should do that because I think it's brilliant. But anyway, look, over to me. Well, uh, thanks me, and here we are sitting in uh, The Gables, which is uh, a bar on Douglas Street, uh, very near one of the co-headquarters of the festival we're going to be talking about in a few minutes, uh, or for the next few minutes, and I'm joined by Brian Hassett from Collins Live and Pat Carey from the Cork Opera House. Welcome, both of you. Thanks, Ron. Thanks, Ron. Thanks for having us. Thanks very much. Now, uh, uh, Brian is still wearing the, the Imro crown and cape uh, for winning venue of <laughs> the decade, was it? Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> and no, they, they run one uh, venue to the year uh, six days ago, five days ago? Last Tuesday. Uh, last yeah. Tuesday, there we are. And uh, congratulations on that. And luckily, the award winning venue is the host to some of the gigs at this year's uh, Right Here, Right Now festival. This was just before we start, could we get it? A brief biog about from maybe each of you could give each other's biog. I don't know, but uh, <laughs> what bring, because I've known you both for a long time, and I know you both firstly from playing music as opposed to we'll say the admin behind the scenes stuff or behind the stages. So, what brought you both into event management essentially? Um, I think it was this is Pat. Uh, I think it was, yeah, hi everybody. Um, like the way that the the music industry in particular has gone over the last maybe decade, maybe a little bit more, is that uh, like musicians and people in bands and artists have 
uh, no choice but to kind of take on more and more of the like kind of management and booking roles themselves. I suppose it's the kind of the DIY nature of music that has kind of evolved and has led to like lots of great things. But um, in particular, I think it's it's you end up evolving and gaining like different skill sets that you probably didn't kind of start out with. So uh, from my perspective, I suppose, uh, and I'm in marketing in, in the Opera House, it was uh, with the hair ground, it was kind of, you know, doing PR and kind of, um, we were doing like our own bookings, all that kind of stuff, but you, you do end up um, kind of, from a, in a very kind of natural way, like learning a lot more about the business. Mm. And just before we come to you, uh, Brian, with the Hard Ground, which was a band you were in, and you, I think, was it like two albums and a good few EPs in one year, or the three EPs were released mm-hmm. in one year? Was that almost a case of, look, we could blow half the budget on hiring someone to do those jobs, or we could do them ourselves? And then, while doing them, you went, this actually isn't too hard. We can, because I believe you did a course then, didn't you? Yeah, that's right. Uh, in uh, PR and event management um, in Dublin. So that was kind of as we were doing it. I think at the start it did. It was out of necessity that it grew, mm. um, and we kind of again we figured out that we didn't. We literally just didn't have the funds to kind of you know. It's it's hard enough to pay all the band, not to mind two people beyond that, you know. Um, so out of necessity, we figured out that we had to kind of start doing these things ourselves, and then we kind of realised that we were, you know, doing we were able to do it quite well. Um, and from there, I suppose it was something that we um, individually um, kind of looked to like develop our skills, I suppose. And we, you know, we we realised we enjoyed it. Um, I realised that I enjoyed it, and that, that um, it was something that I was able to do, you know. So I think it kind of, I did the course and then I, I worked at a few different festivals before I got to the Opera House. Um, but yeah, so it was a very kind of natural evolution. It evolved out of, out of necessity, but then it evolved very naturally from there. Mm-hmm. Just three, we, we normally do this podcast for about half an hour and I realise we have a very specific uh, issue of Chelsea versus Man United starting at seven forty-five. So that would be we might uh, we might start seeing uh, whooshes of graphics coming across. But uh, Brian, we'll come to you though because um, this is about the right here right, right now festival, which is in five few days time starting. But we'll we'll go right back with you. We we played gigs together when uh, twenty years ago when we were four or five. Uh, but, um, so. Collins Live, which you've been a part of since, if not day one, day two or three. Uh, I don't know how quickly you got brought in to the meetings, but what, where did you get into that? Because you lived abroad, yeah. part of the, this, the industry before, abroad. Yeah, Brighton. like, let's yeah. say I worked with loads of different bands over the years, from like signing record deals when you were 17, 18, and then getting dropped, and then touring with artists throughout Ireland and Germany and the States. You just kind of realise after a while that uh, well, someone has to be kind of organised on a tour anyway, so it's kind of falling into that role a bit. And then I started booking shows for bands that I was in, and all of a sudden you're considered mm. booking agent. And that was nationally, yeah, not yeah, just Trudor, booking a venue in Cork kind of thing. No, no, booking yeah. you know like trying to put bands into other spaces. Yeah. And then the venue in Cork just kind of grew out of that, grew out of the necessity of trying to get shows really, I suppose you know. Mm. And I was like, why don't we just put them on ourselves? 
mm. you can be kind of disappointed when you're traveling around and shows aren't being promoted very well and um, so we we're like look we know what needs to be done let's just try and do it mm. and now to talk about right here right now which starts starts on thursday and goes to sunday Bef- I know we, we arranged, we said before, we go in chronological order, but let's go straight to um, one of the, the, the main gigs in the operas, which is um, on the main stage with Mick Flannery and Valerie July. He would have been one of the first people to play in Collins. He was already a person of note, like he wasn't, a, 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 you weren't just throwing him his first ever gig. But usually, you know, people play small, gig, small gigs, in inverted commas, and move straight to the big ones, and it's sort of, see you, artist, until you know 15 years time but Colin's life have moved with Mick and worked with the opera so do you think that's because you stick to it or the, like Pat said the industry's changed that people don't um, move like a computer game from level up level up but yeah well I suppose it's for, for artists it's different experiences as well you know uh, if he's playing somewhere like Colin's it's like small and intimate Mick would tend to do that solo and it's kind of more acoustic whereas when he does the shows in the opera house it's generally full band it's just a very different experience playing those kind of shows because when it's very intimate you're very exposed like you know mm. so it's really down to your craft and um, like just you're never going to wow someone with the light show and call it you know I mean? mm. you've got to be a good strong musician like it's not a production so it's just musicians wanting to do different things as well like mm. And speaking of the full band, he's he's more than his usual band playing with him uh, on Saturday. So, Pat, could you explain to me how long is the Cork Opera House Concert Orchestra in operation, and like, what did that grow from? Was it a sense of the Opera House going, we want to do more to give people who live here work, or was it a sense of we need to just do something different, or how did that do? I think it was there was uh, like several kind of different strands that it really came out of um, and the, uh, on the one hand we were kind of we had been working in different ways with musicians um, throughout the city um, and uh, you know we had had visiting orchestras in um, for different gigs and I suppose we, we realised we came to the realisation that um, there's no professional orchestra in the city it's the second city which is you know it's a little bit crazy everything is um, everything is based a little bit further up the country um, so both from a, a musician point of view but also from an audience point of view like I think that um, it probably grew initially out of our opera concert series um, and you know again like Cork is Cork audiences I suppose are famous for their their appreciation of opera um, and we felt we wanted to give them like the genuine article but something that was that was born in Cork as such you know uh, and all of the orchestra members um, either they're from Cork uh, they're based in Cork or you know they might have like moved away but come back to Cork again for for these gigs so um, it's the the audience and the musicians and on top of that we're trying to develop that further now so that we can bring the orchestra into different spaces um, so, uh, like them playing with Mick and Valerie this weekend is, uh, I suppose, another new departure for them. They've done um, opera, they've done our, uh, the inaugural year of uh, the Cork Proms, which was last year, 
um, and now this is kind of moving into another space again, both with the, the Mick and Fannery gig, but also with the um, with the trad evening, um, which is going to be a whole host of um, of Irish uh, folk and trad musicians. So it's kind of about going to different spaces. So yeah, the audience, the program, and the musicians. I think. Mm. Uh, just the three of us talking about this festival and three other people talking about your soul share go so let's uh, we will we'll come up with our own take on that by the end of it <laughs> but um this is year f five or three is it an odd number uh festival wise this is the third um skip one year we this is our third iteration of festival were, so yeah. what what caused the fe what like was it just because it, here's the thing you know since day dot people give out about it's, it's who you know and the more I think about it well yeah because otherwise if you don't know people nothing happens because but like was it a, just a casual conversation you know this date's free I have someone I want to put the gig on mm -hmm. or was it a conscious thing of calling us like going we need to or we want to move into large scale it events it came or from whatever. the Cork Opera House more to be honest um, it was kind of their baby that they invited us into you know right. I think it's funny, like we were talking about when you were spoke, speaking a minute ago about about Mick and playing in the small venues and big venues. The thing that's stood out there for me is the idea of relationships. And Collins have um, amazing relationships with both artists and their audience. Um, I think when when we were um, talking in the Opera House originally about a festival that would be able to uh, celebrate and showcase like local talent, uh, which has branched out a little bit now into, into kind of local and kind of national talent. Um, it was all about relationships, and like myself and Brian have known each other for a long, long time, um, and Adele as well. There, there's quite a lot of relationships and connections between Collins and the Opera House, anyway, and so it was really natural for us to um, to 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 get the guys in and to speak and to kind of like come up with a shared um, a shared ethos and kind of mission for the festival you know um, like if you if you're involved in the music scene in Cork then you're you know you've been in and out of Collins over the years too many times than you care to admit you know <laughs> so it makes sense mm. and like speaking of Collins there is a and there is a third venue on, on, on the, the trail and it's the Okay, it's, I'm not sure if it's absolutely mathematical, but it is the ideal. Um, what it's a mid-sized venue going by, um, so it's like the three little pigs, uh, yeah. Yeah, or, or whatever. Yeah. I so I just realised that means that's just right. There we go. Yeah. It goes to yeah. show where Pat and I are. Uh, everything through the <laughs> prism of a nursery rhyme. But um, um, what, let, let's just talk about there because they're not here. Using that venue, is that literally a stepping stone venue or is it a context to go? Arguably, I'm sure someone will argue, I know who'd argue with this point, so I won't say it this way, but it is one of the main venues in the city, particularly for touring bands and all that. So why is it just you want right here, right now to grow into the city? Like, yeah. I think that, that number one, you're right, it is more of a medium-sized venue um, between would say like there's you know between Collins and the Opera House, we want to uh, expand the festival, and I think that that and you probably be able to talk about this as well um, in a minute, Brian. Uh, but like you know we're ambitious for the festival, and it's not we would be limiting ourselves if we were if we were saying it's either going to be a very like 
a gorgeous intimate gig or um, a full-sized uh, 900 um, capacity um, concert venue. Um, it's great to be able to have those two, but I think that the ambition of the festival is to grow and to be able to you know, bring more, yes, more venues, but different audiences uh, and, uh, and different genres of music. Um, in, to bring them into the festival in order to do that I think you need to be able to be open minded what, what happened there when Pat said to O'Brien had taken up that's the equivalent of playing a session and nodding to him <laughs> yeah, yeah. watch for the change this bit's an A there we are. Yeah. but actually I just realised we've mentioned no band except Mick over and over so it, it's like we're so let, let's start with um, the 21st let's start with, with Friday uh, let's start with what we'll say, the, one of the smaller rooms, um, more intriguing rooms, uh, and one of the most intriguing acts. Let's go with a bit of fixity. So, um, this is the start. I'm, okay, I'm going to use both him and then the, the DJ set by Colin Elaine from the Alters. This would be one of the more left field acts, and it goes all the way to world class trap and folk. So, um, Let's start with Fixity. Uh, why him slash them? Was it to, to show the jazz element of Cork, or or, or why? There's, there's, in particular, again, it's about opening up the festival and opening up the festival with different music and different audiences. And there, like, there's sometimes it can be a little bit overlooked in terms of like the there's a strong improv element in Cork, actually. I know it fly, flies a little bit under the radar, mm -hmm. but I think it's important to kind of uh, to be able to acknowledge that uh, and to be able to bring that into the fold. And I do think that we're, you know, we're trying. It's it's can be difficult just logistically to try and bring every single genre in. Um, but I think that uh, the, the and it would be tokenism just to go. Yeah, we're going to have one of this. You know, yeah, but yeah, absolutely. But it's you know, it's we're able to use our green room, which is just, again a small room. A smaller room um, to be able to um, to be able to to bring this kind of music in and uh, give them a platform within the festival, um, and it's the right thing for us to do. Um, and I think that that again, it's it's about it's about sometimes you can end up talking to the same audiences with certain acts, and so I think that that this is a way of kind of saying what well, this festival actually kind of grows. It's not you know we don't want to pigeonhole it, you know. Mm -hmm. So. Um, and I think that like Fixley have been um, have been really at the forefront in terms of um, you know improv um, within within the scene. They're kind of like they're kind of torchbearers, and they have been for quite a while. So I think it's great to be able to have um, artists like that represented in the festival. Also. Mm. And uh, just beforehand, but an hour beforehand, in in Cyber Seven News, we were discussing is uh, Toucan, um, or Toucan, excuse me, I'll, I'll fix that in the edit. So uh, th that's a band that I don't think I'm giving away trade secrets here, but that's a band you've worked uh, with, uh, as you've, you've helped them get a lot of gigs, as well as put them on in Collins over the years, like the Collins Live Festival. So in one way, is this almost um, a sense, not, not validation, but is it good to be able to Helped them, not helped them, but move. I really fixed this sentence in the edit. <laughs> but um, so talk to me about them, and I've also like uh, Paddy Denny. He's one of the openers there. He's yeah. I, well, I mean, it's definitely. Or 
primarily anyway it's that I'm a massive fan of Toucan and Robert John Airdiff and Paddy Denny so it starts there but our role as a small venue is to I suppose first you get them selling out Collins and to try and build them up to the stage where they will be playing the Cork Opera House stage you know and Collins is a stepping stone in that so they're going to be playing Cypress Avenue as part of this festival which is I think it's about 500 capacity now so it's right kind of in the centre uh, between Collins and Opera House um, so yeah it's just great to see them grow and the audiences are getting bigger for them constantly and it's just a uh, be good fun party opening gig of the festival you know and uh, that's going to be quite a hairy lineup to be fair those <laughs> uh, that, and and um, we'll move to a, a, a much less um, bearded uh, gig that night in Collins then uh, unless who knows look it's the 90s they can do what they want <laughs> but um, so with Marlene obviously someone you worked with uh, on stage and uh, and professionally uh, um, Pat so she has been a I don't think she's played a gig in Cork for about four months. Am I right? Longer, so, so, long, yeah. yeah. Um, so th- I'm going to lower case C, uh, comeback gig or mm-hmm. whatever you want to call it. So uh, let's just talk to me about her. I don't need to keep saying the exact same sentence. <laughs> yeah, like Marlene hasn't played in Cork for a while. This is her EP launch. Um, I suppose a big part of that right here, right now is is kind of people who are releasing or have just released records as well so it's very kind of current and it's, it's trying to put a spotlight on that kind of stuff you know so she's released two singles off it so far and the EP launch is actually on Friday then um, but the show's already sold out so well, the joys yeah, well, <laughs> we have a, a discount code no, no, no. but actually so that was the thing it was the last edition she played her last album didn't she with, yeah. with the orchestra which is an incredible uh, opportunity, but look to to jump another year. Previously, uh, Anna Mitchell played, and uh, it's still my standout f- memory of the whole festival was her recording "Dog Track" with the with the orchestra. And I, if memory serves, that was before that album or single came out yeah. at all. And yeah. I remember there was a beat after the song finished while the audi- just before the audience started clapping like the movies like you know yeah, yeah. you rarely see that even though you'll see it all weekend uh, right <laughs> here right now but uh, another gig that's uh, our gigs that are sold out I, I think is uh, Junior Brother and that's an afternoon yeah. series of gigs yeah. so is this a sort of because Junior Brother the first time I saw him was the guitar festival and there was a lot of what I call young people mm. which is you know people but like 18 and younger (laughs) by the time this festival is on people in their 30s will be younger than well this was everyone's younger than me anyway um um, so is the afternoon thing a sort of opening it up to you know teens who are the future audiences of the festival yeah i think afternoon shows are kind of lovely anyway because people are much more relaxed um like when people go out to nighttime shows, they tend to go out and have a few drinks and stuff. But the afternoon show, they just come in and watch the show straight away. Um, and yeah, he's doing two shows. He's doing Saturday and Sunday. So the Saturday's sold out a while, and there's very little left for the Sunday. Um, but yeah, it's a really, really good one. Like. Speaking of a few drinks, maybe people will come to the Sunday afternoon gig after being hung over at mass. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now clashing, clashing completely with my birthday party no and um, I don't need to push that uh, attendance is already full yeah. <laughs> but we um, 
the, the green room, you, you could pretty much stay in the opera house for six hours or t- ten, four hours. No, no, because Donald Deneen's going on. Yeah, yeah. So that's eight, so eight-ish so hours. So eight hours. Yeah, yeah. 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 So let, let's start Get with what's on first. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, okay. So Keelan Sherlock will be opening the day's proceedings. So, and he's he's another many fingers, many, he, he just ra- co-ran a festival two weeks ago. Yeah. So he will be delighted to not have to worry about anything <laughs> by his own performance. But he's, I think he had a great uh, 2019 and um, like he's been involved in, in different uh, groups and, an art- and as an artist in his own right um, over, over the last number of years. But I think he kind of came a little bit more to the fore in 2019. Like, uh, like when you said that there a while ago, we'll come back with a small C, you know. Um, uh, so Keelan and and um, Anna on the Saturday. The, the great thing I think about this is that even though so just cl- that isn't Anna Mitchell that's playing. That's Anna Mika yeah. uh, uh, in the green room um, at six o'clock. Um, but the, the I think the great thing about this is we have a such a huge breadth and variety of of artists and. It's not, even though I mentioned about like opening up to different audiences and different genres, it's not in any way a boxing ticking exercise either. Like we're we're hugely fortunate to be like be blessed with this like range of talent across these range of kind of genres, and like and that show in itself is kind of one that I think that's going to be a, like a, a real kind of standout one. Mm. Like for me anyway, I think it's going to be you know it's it's great again from the opera house's point of view to be able to put on kind of like smaller gigs in the green room and have a kind of a, just a different experience. You know, the, the funny thing is, and I'm not just Plumasi because uh, I have DJed the green room and went to many good gigs, but. I, th- I don't think it would be unfair to say that it, it has been not used that much mm. as it used to be in recent years. So there's a lot of listeners who possibly haven't been in there. Mm. And I remember interviewing uh, Paul Dunley a few months ago in the run-up to uh, another up-and-coming startup festival, the Jazz Festival. I don't know if you've heard of it, but he was saying <laughs> it's um, it's just got the proper you know New York jazz room vibe. You, yeah. know, you walk in the door, the bar's at the back. The stage is at the front. It's a rectangle, like you know. Yeah, um, um, I think it's great for for like those kind of types of uh, events for festivals. You know, it's got that kind of almost like more club kind of you know atmosphere and vibe. Like I said, um, it can be difficult for us to put on lots of all the time just because of the way that it clashes with the a sound bleed and the yeah, admin yeah, of the and building. The, and stuff. You know, yeah. um, but where we can, especially where we have like full control over, we'll say a weekend. Uh, where it's like all bands that, that we're like putting on ourselves, then we try to make use of it in those occasions as much as we possibly can. Yeah. I think it's a great experience for the crowd too, though, because mm. you actually go in the backstage door of the opera, mm. so it's kind of fun and weird to begin with, like mm. before you hear a note of music. So, and uh, as, as uh, yes, well, it doesn't really matter to, to do, but it, the, what a lot of people sometimes don't realize is that. They think the opera is, hasn't something on, but what it is is like the different like dance academies and stuff are pu- putting stuff on. So, you know, sometimes you see a, a rake of um, kids coming out of the, mm. the back door, and it's not that they're sweatshop uh, <laughs> set design painters <laughs> making um, merch. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that, that brings us to the Saturday night with the con- concert orchestra. Now, rough estimation, that's about. 300 strings uh, need to be tuned, <laughs> so that's a lot of time, but 
So let, let's look at it as a you know septet uh, lineup because there's there's Mick Fannery and Valerie July. People have possibly been seeing Valerie July on and off in Ireland over the last few years. In in a way, it's in almost in keeping with Valerie June. Sorry, oh, <laughs> I'm thinking of Miranda July. I'll, uh, there we are. Sorry, excuse me. <laughs> so close though. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's Mick Flannery. So, um, but in one way, the way the two of them symbiotically work with each other in, in the states and, and over here is almost in keeping with how ye work. But uh, between that and the Sunday with Cormac McCarthy's event, who I'll be interviewing in another podcast, we'll cover that. But talk me through that because that's definitely. The gig I'm going to uh, looking forward to the most on Sunday night. Well, I think it was again probably one of the anchor points that the festival has grown out of. Uh, one of the original anchor points was um, to be able to give uh, artists who wouldn't normally uh, have the opportunity the chance to play with an orchestra and for audiences to hear that. Now, having said just that, very very few artists have the like the privilege to be able to play with an orchestra. It's something that we're hugely proud of to be able to to um, to present and to, produ to produce. It costs like it's a huge investment every time we put the orchestra on the stage. Um, it's something that we do for uh, wholly for artistic reasons, not for commercial reasons. We would get like shot clean out the door if we were trying to do it for commercial reasons. And there's just no way we'd, we'd be able to do it. So it's it's coming from an entirely artistic and program kind of place. And certainly some of the highlights in the past, like you mentioned about Anna Mitchell and Marilyn, um, like they've been they've been amazing moments for like okay, yes, for the artists and they'll say that, but you know, for the audience to be able to say this this music is coming from local artists and here it is on stage presented in like the biggest possible possible way to an audience who are like we're really into it and really enjoying it, really enjoying the artists, really enjoying the orchestra. It's it was definitely one of the anchor points that the festival grew out of. I think you know. So um, the boat nights again, there's kind of a different colour for boat nights, but um, but we're hugely proud of it. And in fact, if you if you talk to any of the the orchestra members, this is something that that is new for them also. You know, and it's something that they're they're really into. They're they're really into again playing with kind of more local artists, but playing quality, you know, um, and and even some of the arrangements uh, like Cormac McCarthy again. There's a lot of the arrangements for this, um, and you're hearing the songs in a in a like in a, in a whole different kind of you know better sound. It's a, like it's an amazing experience, mm -hmm. and I don't want to get too highfalutin, but the old high art, low art. Thing that people get bogged down in a lot and people get bogged down in you know funding that's way above all our pay grades I, I think it's great and to, to paraphrase the, the real use of you know if you don't see it you can't be it kind of thing mm. but like you know these are just working working musicians and working you know trad guys um, to see them with a full orchestra I don't mean it gives it a legitimacy but it gives it a uh, uh, it reframes it maybe to a lot of people who are like actually uh, mm. tried guys just uh, or mm. woman is just mm. playing a few errors and having a pint in between in the corner so, of the bar yeah yeah, yeah. So it's rare for them to be <coughs> full on full on the stage and I just personally think it's 
it's really admirable. Like I, I won't like day one when I went in. I was like, you know, let's let's see how this works. But it, it just works great. And the fact that you, you know, most of the musicians came from just down the road in the school of music mm. and the orchestra or the what you call it the arrangers do mm. as well. Is that is that almost like did you even how much time did you spend when you started this festival going? Let's do this. So was it just understood that it was to give the cork melting pot the stage? Like, I think, I think it's it's funny. This this has really grown, um, like organically. I know that sounds like a, like a terrible word to be using, but well, it, I call some of the wrong names, and you can basically <laughs> use whatever words you want. But but in terms of again the relationship between Collins and Cork Opera House, yeah. and there's a huge crossover of people there, and these are conversations I think that we have been having, like for years. It not, might necessarily have been the conversation might necessarily have been, geez, wouldn't it be great to see like this person with an orchestra? But it is about well, we're kind of like punching above our weight here in terms of, in terms of artists, in terms of like again professional musicians, like like Cork is like really blessed with them, and there's going to be you know. I think that's only going to grow further, you know? And so f- for us, it kind of seemed almost like a really natural thing to do. Mm. Yeah, very organic. I think it's like, I think it's collaboration again, like it's collaboration mm. between Cork Operas and Collins, but like within that show, it's a collaboration between Mick and the Cork Operas Orchestra and Mick and Valerie June and Valerie June and the orchestra. So like the orchestra shows are the real center of the festival because it literally is a one-off collaboration that you'll only ever see once you know mm-hmm. um so there's been not just a massive amount of collaborating throughout everybody throughout the festival i mean even though let's say for merlin's show on friday um she has jack o'rourke and anna mitchell doing backing vocals with her mm-hmm. um and there are all people who feature at the festival over the years so people are still collaborating afterwards then if you kind of bring them together maybe introduce them massive stuff can grow from it you know just again organically mm-hmm. anything to get those in payments huh Jesus <laughs> no no um, because because I was busy I know you didn't ask me so you got some other up and coming DJ to play the green room on the Saturday night but one thing I was thinking about him now uh, of course something Donald Deneen but the all the organisers, it's, it's not just you, there's also Adele from Collins, there's Evelyn and Ashley from the Opera House. Well, actually, Ashley was on it rather than probably saw it first, but um, Don Deneen was the original host of No Disco, mm-hmm. who perhaps was one of the first, well, was certainly behind the vanguard along with um, the producers of No Disco to go, hey, different music can sit together as opposed to country music is this and, and all that. So, was booking him just going, this guy, this guy knows what he's doing, or you're like, this guy is just going to be the perfect festival club DJ. I, I think it's actually a blend of things. Um, I think that he was free. Obviously, obviously, he was like he's a, a legend in the scene. Like I said, and he goes back um, quite a way. Um, but he he does also kind of fit. It's not going to be your like, you know, your typical kind of type of DJ where you're like blowing off a lot of steam and like horsing into egg bombs. Um it's it's more Colin looked very disappointed there. <laughs> <laughs> Where are you gonna be in that yeah. zone? Um, it's much more like it's in keeping with the festival mm. in the fact that like you said that there it's it's much more eclectic and it's much more like about this like these guys have these, this is a great band and they've got like great music as opposed to, you know, here's like some like Stevie Wonder that we can all dance along to, you mm. know? It's but he's been he's been highlighting great new music 
all his life almost, yeah. professionally, and put a spotlight on new music. So and his, his radio show as well, of course, yeah, yeah, played so much. And look, then we're, we're coming to the, the final uh, live act that isn't the, the Cormac McCarthy. We should, it's a, an evening of trad and folk music with a, lo, a lot of names, Don Loney, Martin O'Connor, Melanie Cronon, and many others. And as I said, I'll be discussing that with Cormac. I'll probably upload the podcast, both of them at the same time. But uh, Arborist is the only person I don't actually have have been seen before on yeah. on the list, and um, that with, with Rowan, who I don't think it would be hard to say is the next incredible act of Cork, just in Coming terms of, of Cork, yeah, how broad he is, um, yeah. his ranges, and how annoyingly talented he is, uh, and also he's a an annoying meta- metabolism. I, I don't know. That's just annoying me as I get older. But um, so, uh, arborist uh, Rowan, is this? Di- yeah. Are you deliberately finishing with? Like these are the newest acts on the scene. Yeah, it's, it's like I think it's arborist's first trip down to Cork. Even he's it's Mark from Northern Ireland. Um, but he's That's just a band called Northern Ireland. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's just released a new album. Uh, actually, Northern Views name of the album. He released that last Friday. Um, now we had got advanced copies of it, so we kind of heard it. And we knew it was going to be amazing. Um, but he does he does very well in like the UK and on Cot Love him and Mojo Love him and Guardian Love him. But it's his first trip down to Cork, so we thought like with him releasing new music and having a new album coming out, we thought it was kind of perfect fit to have him as part of the festival. Um, and for Rowan, we actually just released a new single this week as well. Um, but I think the two the two of them will really complement each other as well, you know. Mm. I'd really like to see like again you're talking about collaborative. I'd love to see something kind of come out of that. Yeah. You know, as well, it's great to be like to be just getting these people in the same room all the time because you know you, you never know where to go and they're so like like again you're talking about Dylan and how talented is Dylan is from Rowan and I think it'd be really nice to see something kind of grow out of there, you know. And I suppose just to clarify, uh, Rowan isn't just Dylan. Rowan is a band. I was just referring to to Dylan. Um, th- they're all in many bands, and I think it, it's not impossible that some of them will end up playing with some of the other bands, or whatever. But okay, so um, let's just talk. I know there isn't like pop up stuff being announced or any of that kind of stuff, but is it Instagram, Twitter? What's the best way for people to follow it to see what's sold out or any of that kind of thing? There's uh, right here, right now, festival have uh, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram pages, so I would kind of be all over that. Like Collins and Cork Opera House will be um, talking about it all week and over the weekend as well but um, I think probably for updates right here right now festival you should be able to catch everything on there perfect uh, so look um, uh, Brian from the award winning uh, Collins Live and Pat from uh, the Opera which hasn't won any awards in the last no, week so really no, they're no, really no. not pulling your <laughs> yeah. weight at all but okay um, the, the curtain closes Sunday the 23rd there's been the trad um, gig the encore's over. Is Ole Gunnar Solskjaer still manager of Man United? Yes or no? <laughs> I would say for him, yes. I have no clue what you're on about. There we go. So he yeah. might play next year's festival because he'll be at a loose end. Yeah. Uh, get some Scandinavian music over. But look, uh, thanks very much, Pat. Thanks very much, Pat. Pleasure. Thanks, dude. Thank you. Mm-hmm.